what about promoting Sandbox? Uh, do you guys use a different method than some of the things that I mentioned? What do you, what, what's your money maker and what kind of works for you when promoting Sandbox, the app? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, um, you know, when we first started, we were looking at a variety of tools, uh, you know, that Facebook offers, that Twitter offers, and a few other platforms. Um, and we were finding a customer acquisition cost at, at uh, you know, roughly uh, $3. Um, and, um, but, you know, as we started getting, you know, sharpening the pencil, we were able to bring that down to about a buck 80. Um, and then we started uh, looking at, uh, you know, some different social intelligence techniques and some social listening that was allowed, allowed us to really interact with our audience around things that were directly relevant to what our business does um, and specifically. And so, um, you know, using tools like Cicido, um, we were able to pick up conversations and behaviorally interact with uh, folks that were talking about either joining the military or uh, sending letters to loved ones in basic training or taking the ASVAP or, or, you know, anything in and around the ecosystem of joining the military, uh, whether it's in the building it. program or OCS, um, we could have an automated. So did you still do, are you still them. doing the methods or are you focused on what, what was the tool again? If you can mention it for the listener. Sure. It was a uh, Socito S O S O C D O. And now do you, how do you, tool. um, do you, um, still do the other methods? with like your social media manager or whoever's doing it, do you still use them methods? Yeah, so no, we, we definitely, I mean, we, we push a lot of content across all of our media platforms. We use Buffer as an aggregator for that, which is a, a great tool. Um, but I'd say that most, most of our, most, our marketing spend really uh, is on a couple tools that okay. exist in the social intelligence realm, the social listening realm. We we haven't put we haven't put a lot of work to uh, you know a lot of money into uh, Facebook or Twitter recently. We might we might Got do it. a little bit of bo uh, boosting here and there as we see momentum around content uh, because you can marginally decrease your uh, your customer acquisition at that point. But um, you know a lot of what we're doing is organic um, and we're actually really relying heavily on the uh, the recruiting commands and the institutions to help us. Nice, awesome. Uh, what about you, Scott? Well, for Clickology Lab, do you have any other different ways? um that you can bring sh share to the group so so the clickology lab i haven't really started promoting it w yet that's pretty much just friends at this point got it but um you know i'll, I'll piggyback right on to what sam was saying he talks about the uh intelligence data and when it comes to to facebook marketing and targeting that's going to be key to keeping your costs low i think um, you know, you, Matt, you went through a, a great ton of uh, sources and, and basically what it comes down to for the entrepreneur is time value. You know, how much is your time worth? So, you know, if you're a new entrepreneur, it, you, your time might be better spent doing a lot of social interaction, reaching out posts, exactly like you're talking, but especially if you have mm -hmm. big, um, big networks, it's, okay. it's when you. No, I was going to say that that's a perfect to really dive into what I was talking about, say a listener or someone's just starting out and you were going to dive into this, mm -hmm. um, should they focus, would you recommend they focus on one platform or all the platforms? Like, like me, out of all those things I mentioned, I didn't get to do all of them because of a bandwidth issue. So, you know, what would you recommend to myself or the listener that we focus on? So it, it comes down to interacting with people, especially when you're just starting out. 
your Reddit, your Facebook mm -hmm. groups that you can get to, not when you start, but ones that haven't are around an interest. And, and you know, you have to be careful with how you promote in a group, but if people like yeah, what you're saying point. and you bring, bring value to that group, you'll, you'll get attention from it. Reddit's another big one. You know, you can't just go in there and post links. You have sure. to continually bring value, but, um, you know, pe people will follow you. They'll check your profile. Um, and, uh, Twitter, you know, I've met, um, other people on Twitter just surprisingly, cause I don't have a lot of followers and, and like you just start chatting with people. It's, it's, so, so that's, it's just being in the social space and spending a little bit of time on those platforms where you're within that conversation for the, for the starter. Yeah. So Derek, do you have anything to add there? Uh, no, I just uh, second everything that you guys are saying. I think the biggest thing to keep in mind is that if you're going to spend time creating content that is valuable and unique to your user, then the biggest thing is going to be able to use different distribution channels to actually promote mm -hmm. that content. I think that's the big uh, proposition that a lot of people forget is they create content and just expect that people are going to view it or it's going to reach the right people where you need to figure out how you can take one piece of content and make that one piece of content, eight pieces of content, whether that's slide shares, videos, audio, yeah. et cetera, and then distri uh, distribute that to, you know, your audience. And the, you know, even just things like this, collabing with other people, that's huge, you know, because yeah. if you can reach other relevant audiences, that's going to be, you know, more awareness for your brand. I, I like that. And I feel that, you know, I, I went over some of the, the ways, right. And then we talked about, you know, focus, but at the end of the day, someone still has to do all that work. Like it's a lot of work, yep. even if you, even to schedule in your buffer, your Hootsuite or, you know, Pop Smoke, we use Meet Edgar, even to schedule that there's a lot of work in each platform is a different way to tell your story. And you, and, and it's, if you want to do it right, then, you know, you can't just make one uh, Facebook post and then distribute it out to all the platforms, you know, using the hashtags for Twitter. So it takes time to do each platform, right? Uh, what would you say? Like, so would you say that instead of trying to do everything that, uh, myself or someone else just focus on say a Facebook advertising, Scott, would you say that? So if, if you're talking low cost, and you're going to use your time. I would focus on one or two networks that fit your personality and um, also your product. I mean, like Pinterest is is what is it like 80% women? Yeah, that's right? a good point. So if you're selling men's fitness stuff, you don't want to. I mean, I'm sure you can, but you know, Pinterest might not be the place for you. So so focus on the places that you think. Um, you're going to get the most value and have the best conversations around that. You know, Scott, we, we actually we actually just started putting uh, another 20%. We, we kind of, you know, uh, carved out a little bit of our resources to put into Pinterest in the last two weeks, yep. and we've seen a huge, huge. jump in in our uh, in really? our in our, our signups. Um, and it's it's really just been around crafting really beautiful looking content, mm -hmm. and then having someone consistently engage with folks that are uh, repinning and and talking about whatever. Uh, whatever the product is and for us it being sandbox. So um, I definitely think that you, you have to experiment in a lot of these places, mm -hmm. um, you know, cross platform to play around to see what's working, but 
just you know to, to piggyback on what Scott was saying, that's a you know an example of something we did recently. He said you know we're not doing enough uh, uh, pinning and, and and playing around in Pinterest, and it's uh, it's led to uh, you know a significant bump in in our uh, user acquisition, and it's huh. not costing us anything. Yeah. Except except our time. Well, can you can you touch on then? Uh, can you touch on you as a founder? Um, how you delegate or how someone on your team focuses that, you know, say for the listener, should their first person be someone to help them out with that? Like, because you don't, you're not spending time, uh, you know, out of all those ways I mentioned, you know, would it be best maybe someone else to have someone else do that? That way I free up my time as a founder. You know, I, I think that, um, as a founder, you have to be able to know how to how to play in these platforms and how to interact with your customer. Um, so as when you first start, I, I really tell everybody to try and get into the weeds when it comes to looking at the analytics and using these platforms and inter interacting with your customer. Uh, because when it comes time for you to hand that off to someone else, you can give them a, a you know, a good looking operating sure. manual for how to yeah. do that. But at the same time, begin to look at the higher level metrics um, and, and, you know, and, and hold some sort of accountability standard for you know what you knew you could do, uh, and then setting that benchmark for the uh, the, the person that you then um, delegate that to. I like that. Anything yeah. to add to that, Scott or Derek? Go ahead, Derek. <laughs> um, no, I mean, in regards to uh, are you saying in regards to Pinterest or just in what just what about what about metric wise? Now that you said you know looking at the high level metric. You know, say for Facebook, um, is there a metric that you look at to measure success? Like, how do you measure success? Like, I just did those 20 ways, right? But now my Facebook event that I posted, maybe seven people or, you know, maybe uh, – and I even ran Facebook advertising promoting the event. I think out of like 300 that saw it and maybe my targeting was off, but say out of 300 saw it, maybe like eight responded to it. So – what what metric are you looking at, you know, and do you recommend that someone looks at, is there one metric that you're like, hey, if this doesn't go up, we're going to kink this and, and shift focus to something else? Or is it, some, you know what I'm saying? And it, it really all depends on, you know, what the product is. And so is, yeah. your, is your call to action an app sign up? Is your call to action a page view? Is your call to action a click through? Um, you know, the way that, that the algorithms work for some of the bigger platforms like Facebook and Twitter they innately understand the audience and, and know that this person is more likely to download the app sure. versus someone to click to a website. Therefore, we're going to show this ad to them um, or show this boost to them. Um, so it, it really kind of depends on whatever your call to action is, whatever your, your end goal is for your product or what you're doing. Um, but try and, uh, you know, try and look at that as a time series week by week to see, you know, where, where the momentum is and then continue to, push resources in the direction of that momentum um, as it's uh, creating value for the company. I think if I could just add to that too, I think a huge part of that is actually what you do before that event or whatever you're trying to promote, because as you're building audiences or tracking those audiences, you can use a lot of that for retargeting purposes. And a lot of times mm -hmm. users who have been in contact with your brand are a lot more likely to come to event or consume more content as you're giving them more nurturing touch points. So I think that's a huge component as well. So are you doing that? Are you doing that, Derek? Are you spending your day like setting up those campaigns, you know, to do that retargeting? Like, 
I, I, I guess uh, I want to shift a little bit into like the the management of that piece. So, you know, to, to help someone that's just starting out or in the bullpen, you know, uh, do you, how much time do you spend on that? Do you plan a month out? Do you plan six months out? Do you just wake up tomorrow and like, Hey, let's do a campaign so I can target and get some data on what I'm trying to do. Like, how do you plan it? Um, I typically, uh, especially for clients recommend at least 15 to 30 days of data, depending on how much traffic they're already getting and much interaction you know, interaction with their brand. But if you have like a product launch or an event or an app, you know, launching or something like that, you want to have enough uh, for Facebook to even create an audience, which they constantly change that data a lot. But you can create lookalike audiences or, you know, where Facebook will go out and find people. I, I just find that you have more control if you're actually using data points that you've created and you've told Facebook to track rather than leaving it in the platform's hands. That's a good point. Derek, and uh, just just to just to piggyback on on uh, you know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Hey, uh, hold on, Sam. Uh, we're gonna wait for six. your video to get back in. We got a we got, got a, a uh, spectator here. <laughs> all right, go ahead, Sam. What were you saying? Yeah. <laughs> no, I just wanted to uh, I wanted to add to uh, Derek's comment about uh, the audience side of the house. One of the things that. I think a lot of uh, a lot of entrepreneurs that, that have you know any sort of media or technology presence don't do is they don't add the Facebook uh, kit into the their uh, website. Um, okay. For, yeah. Uh, cap yeah, for capturing audiences, um, and I think that's it's unbelievably key to do because when you when you think about how many times someone needs to see your brand before they actually engage or interact with it, it really it you know we 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 we've, we've seen at Sandbox we've seen a number of of different ways and, and said to ourselves, holy smokes, it took that to actually get you to sign up and download the app or to whatever the call to action was. And it always surprises us. And so, um, you know, when you have a warm lead towards an audience, uh, such as someone who's, for instance, maybe been to your website and didn't, you know, uh, didn't actually follow through with whatever your call to action was. Uh, but then when they get hit with the ad, uh, an ad in, in Facebook or, or targeted some way, sure. They actually follow through with whatever your uh, whatever your product is. Um, I think we're losing you a little bit, Sam. But we got a lot of the great stuff that you said, Scott. Were you going to add something? Yeah, I was going to kind of pick up on that. One of the you know we you talked know, a lot about a lot the free ways so to do things and their time. It's not free. You're spending time to do them. Sure. But what? What, at some point as an entrepreneur, you have to figure out, is it better for me to spend 10, 20, $100 on a Facebook ad and then, and then start, you know, Sam and uh, Derek are talking about the pixels and building audiences. When you start doing that and you can, and you can, let, um, you can let Facebook see that code enough, they'll start understanding. And trust me, Facebook understands you probably better than you do. And they can find people just like you. Or, or your audience, and they'll find the people that came to your site, and they'll find more of those people. So when it comes to getting to a certain level, you can do so much. But right. when it comes to scaling, you know, when you, when you really want to start talking about getting to that next level, then you need to scale your audiences. And the only way to do that, you're, you're not going to talk to everybody on Pinterest. You're not going to, you know, chat. I don't care, you know you could hire an army of people to yeah, be your customer service reps. You have to do that if you're really trying to grow and scale. Right. You don't have an right. option nowadays. Yeah. Right. And, the, and the other thing, um, uh, 
both of these guys hit on too was the the retargeting piece and making sure people see your stuff multiple times it might cost you more um to get somebody to your website to go see a piece of content and you didn't sell them anything and you didn't make any money but but the next time they come to your site because now they're being sure. retargeted they know you and then maybe the third fourth fifth time that that might be the time you know um so so mm -hmm. it's really a um a big strategic push it's not i think i think for a lot of new entrepreneurs they go i need to advertise on facebook i'm going to spend ten dollars or a hundred dollars and the next day that money's gone and they either didn't target right they didn't experiment they didn't um you know thinking too short term right i didn't make money today so I, it must not be working yeah so. um let i'll add though um so with that being said though you need some traffic like what is the minimum traffic like say i'm see you know say a site or my site is getting less than a thousand visits a day does facebook have enough to where you can start doing some of them cool things that you're talking about yeah you that don't... much yeah go ahead derek. go ahead derek no i was just gonna say you don't need that much data and at the same time if you do need more data or if it tells you the audience isn't big enough a lot of times you can run like micro campaigns so if i know i need an audience i can almost create that audience right so i can set up a landing page put a pixel on that landing page throw some advertising you know through different you know techniques of targeting to that landing page and then use that tracked audience as a as a base right and then from there you can just kind of refine your audience and i think to you know add to what mm -hmm. scott was saying earlier too um you know not thinking so short term and a little bit longer term is also not just looking at surface level data so a lot right. of people always go for like the lowest cost per click or you know whatever it is sure. but they're not following up with that and saying like okay three steps down the line that person is actually converting at you know way more of a cost than you know this audience over here so follow that data down the funnel and see you know who actually is converting because if it costs you you know 90 cents or a dollar 50 to get somebody to your website that's going to convert versus 10 cents for you know a thousand people that aren't converting you want to pay more money for the people that are sure. going to be more valuable mm -hmm. to your business that's yeah. a great point the, the other point of all that too is is just because you're advertising on Facebook and you're thinking about that retargeting on Facebook, it doesn't mean the traffic actually has to come to, from Facebook. So if it's costing you 50 cents a click, maybe you can go over to an ad blade or a tabula or something like that and, and get clicks to your site. Those people are still going to hit the pixel and more than likely they're oh, on Facebook. Now, are you talking about, are those, um, that tabula, those are third party, uh, more content like an outbrain. Yeah. Outbrain tabula. Um, I, yeah. I use AdBlade. Now that's content on someone else's site. Correct. Like, like how to the extent that, that you can, how effective is that for you? I feel like no one clicks those. Uh, it's a pretty low click through rate, but depending on what you're paying, it can be effective. There's a lot of like, um, uh, uh, infomercials type things where you go, you click through and it's the, the, uh, how to stop aging article, but it's really an ad, you know? Okay. Um, yeah. 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 Content. I mean, you, you can get them at like the, the one I'm using, I can go as, as cheap as four cents a click on it. And the, the key with those is unlike when you're on Facebook, you want, you know, the most amazing, the most epic, get as much people as to click through. You're never going to believe what happened kind of 
kind of titles. Whereas with uh, the, the content machines like, like uh, Adblade and Tabula, you want to actually call out the person, right? Like for Sam, it would be something like, are you going to basic training soon? Now your click-through rate is going to be super low, but you're going to get the people because okay. the pe person that's there for something else isn't going to click on it. And what so. is the rough, what is the rough estimate on starting out with that on, on uh, some of the investment or cost to do even something small to, to get some data? Um, are you going with, to basic training? How much would you spend to figure out something about that? So, so like Adblade is one of them and I think their minimum is $50. Oh, okay. To start with it. Whereas I, I'm not exactly sure the numbers, Tabula, Outbrain, they might be in the 500 to $1,000 range. So you, that's not the place you want to go first. Got it. I mean, definitely Twitter, Facebook ads. Um, yeah, because a lot of the things I mentioned were for free and they are, you know, right. somewhat effective. They are effective. Absolutely. I'm not saying, you know, they're not effective. There's a lot of things that you can do to hustle, you know, whether it's on LinkedIn or somewhere else, you can hustle and have it set up and scheduled ahead of time to where, you know, you can maximize your time, have your systems and processes down and then, you know, distribute that either on your scheduler or like Sam has, what do you, what do you got, Sam? You got one guy on your team doing all that. Is he here? <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So Shane, 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 yeah, Shane, Shane's, uh, he's, I think he's actually watching right now from, from the bar with a, with a pint of Guinness. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Shane really handles, uh, all of our media and, you know, if you look across any, you know, any of our platforms, um, you know, he's the one that really responds to all the engagement and, uh, and, and keeps, you know, anybody who's in and around our brand consistently engaged. And that's, that's one of the things that, um, you know, I think that entrepreneurs need is, is, you know, someone who understands how to keep someone who's engaged with any of your content consistently engaged with it. Um, because it helps push the brand out to the folks that they're yeah. connected is to. Is he doing that from a personal account or is he doing that from a so, sandbox you know, brand account? From a, yeah, He's trying to be human a sandbox and, and brand personal account, but, with that account. Um, you know, some of the tools that we use. Right, right. And a lot of it, but I'll tell you, you know, a lot of it is, is you know, posting you know, funny or engaging gifts and videos or, you know, really engaging imagery um, that causes a lot of shares and likes where, um, you know, we can actually interact with folks that are, um, you know, that are, that are, that are part of our brand to some extent. Um, and uh, having, having Shane on the team to do Got that it. is. Uh, uh, Anything else, uh, Derek, Scott, what about any other ways that I, that we didn't talk about, you know, just having a brainstorm mastermind session, thinking creatively, is there anything that, uh, you know, I, I went through those pretty fast. Is there anything that you guys use that, uh, you know, that can be beneficial to the listener? Any other things, uh, things that you have up your sleeve that are, 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 are working for you that you can share? When you mentioned uh, meet Edgar, I think that was huge. I think the, I, I mean, I use Sprout Social as my uh, social media platform, which is a fantastic platform. But what's cool about meet Edgar is essentially you create categories uh, for your content, right? So blog posts, and then you can even get real like granular and do like different categories within your blog posts, uh, inspirational quotes, whatever you want to do. Essentially, you set a schedule 
or uh, you know, each one of your platforms, Twitter, Facebook. And then as you fill those libraries or you fill that content or that category with, with uh, posts, then they continually like post and then go to the back of the line. But you can add to those pools of content as you go. So this is huge for like publications or apps that have evergreen content or podcasts, right? So if you're creating evergreen content, essentially, uh, you know, I mean, for those of you that don't know what that is by now, it's just content that doesn't have a you know, time timeless. To it. So, so essentially, if you have a lot of evergreen content, you can throw it into a pool to where essentially what I do to even take advantage of a platform like me, Edgar, is I'll take a post. Um, and since I, uh, like with that post, I'll create like three to maybe five different versions of a social post I would do for that single post. So if I have 10 different posts, it turns into 50 different posts and me, Edgar, that can kind of cycle through. And then all of a sudden, that's where that promotion is huge for your content, right? And then on a whole nother level, if you're already creating eight pieces of content from one piece of content, then that's like a whole nother realm where it's like you create one piece of content and it just explodes. So, Yeah, that's a good point. Hey, gentlemen, let's take a quick break and let's tell a little birdie right there on the right. You can tell a little birdie. If you're on your phone, it might be a little tough for Sam, but Derek, Scott, let's tell a little birdie right here. That's the beauty about Blab is that we can, uh, you know, uh, subscribe to each other. So if we haven't, Sam, I just subscribed to you. Scott, subscribe to you. That way we can uh, know about each other. If, if you guys hop on a Blab and, uh, you know, start uh, doing your own thing, that's awesome. We can subscribe to each other and then tell a little birdie on the right. That'd be outstanding. It's automatic. That's one of the beauties about that. All right. Hey, do you guys, uh, Scott, you want to dive in? Uh, we, we have about another five minutes here before we get to the Q&A. Um, is there anything else that you guys think would be valuable about traffic? Um, you want to cover any of the, the, the paid Google ways or, you know, kind of anything else? So I, I, I'll hit on a couple of things. One, uh, Derek was talking about using content in multiple places, super smart. So you don't have to keep creating the same thing over and over again. Um, in the same way with the social networks like Instagram, for instance, posts, if you post from Instagram to Facebook, you get organic reach on Facebook. So you, you can do, be posting. You don't think they knock? You don't think, well, Instagram. They own it. Okay. Do, what about um, Meet Egger? I heard there's rumors that Hootsuite, Buffer, and Meet Egger, they, uh, they limit their, you know, it's not, they ding you. They ding you right. on, uh, you know, the reach. Is that true? Do you know anything about that? I, I've been told that's not true, but I used Hootsuite and thought it was a little weird. I didn't get the reach I thought I was supposed to, but. Yeah. Sam, any know. experience with that? I, you know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't uh, answer that question. I don't, I have not heard of that, but yeah. um, I'll definitely I think to touch on, we would know. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead, Derek. I was just going to say to touch on the Instagram side too. I just read a really cool uh, case study about founder magazine uh, who started their Instagram channel, I think last November. So it's literally been under a year and they're already at like 350,000 followers or something like that. And essentially yeah. they just went like six to like eight posts a day you know, they have their relevant descriptions, their hashtag, et cetera, et cetera. They use like a third party tool to create stunning graphics. And, and that's huge. That put them on the map, gave them 22,000 plus subscribers. 
uh, you know, they monetize all of that. So it's just like a lot of times people are always looking for the best way to scale when in all reality, the best way to interact with your audience is just, just give them that human presence. Just be real. Like mm -hmm. you can't scale everything. You can't scale relationships, you know? So just take the time to invest that up yep. because now all yeah. those, you know, thousands of posts that belongs to founder, those subscribers belong to founder, et cetera, et cetera. So like, yeah, it takes time to develop that, but don't try to scale everything. Just do it. You know, Instagram isn't something new. But they, in 11 months, are now one of the, you know, they interviewed like Richard Branton and a whole lot of thought leaders. So that's huge. You know, look right in front of you. So Who was that again? Who did that? Founder, F-O-U-N-D-R. Mm -hmm. So no E. Okay. And what did they do? Did they have a, like user-generated content where people were submitting uh, photos or was it just them posting six to eight times a day? It was just them. Now they do a lot of like reposting and then they'll tag other people to, you know, kind of tap into their audiences and stuff like that too. Um, but there was another, I think there's a company, don't quote me on the name. It's like Frank something. It's like a coffee drink, like a coffee bean uh, lotion or something you put on your arms. But I don't know, something crazy like that. They have like five or 600,000 followers on Instagram and literally like 90% of their sales come from Instagram. Same tactics as Founder Magazine. So, you know, just like if you do have a channel that works really well for you, yeah, like yeah. fully for that channel, you know, you have like keep the doing it if it's working. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Instagram is definitely one of our heaviest. And Shane uh, does that uh, as well. User acquisition tools. Now, let me ask you this, Sam, as a as yeah, a Shane as a founder, that. are you sitting down with? you know, Shane or whoever is doing it, are you sitting down like once a week or the beginning of the month and are you planning campaigns with them or have you completely said, hey, Shane, you know these platforms, it's on you, man. Like as a founder. Yeah, he's, Shane's, Shane's, okay. Shane's completely autonomous on all of it. Um, there's not there's not much that uh, that I can really do to add value except to, you know, lend my insights into, you know, when I look at the numbers and I see where the interaction's coming from to say, hey, have we looked at this or can we look at a correlation between, you know, uh, Pinterest and uh, the amount of females that have downloaded the app in the last couple of weeks? Um, you know, besides trying to get, get some data um, to look at, you know, where the momentum's trending, um, you know, Shane is-, is So how often and, are and you gonna evaluate your the ways that you're getting traffic how often are you going to evaluate that really is i mean i think we evaluate it on a daily basis um you know we're we're consistently yeah no we're, we're we, we i mean uh, we we I, I personally try and do you know a monthly you know look into you know where the numbers are coming from look at the heat maps and look at any of the density for um certain platforms but uh, you know as we see uh, for instance, a, a blog post go up uh, that, you know, is getting a lot of sharing. We'll then, uh, you know, do some tagging around in and around that, start to comment on it and, you know, push it to other platforms to use that as momentum in that Got day. It. He's coming out um, again. We... Derek, anything? Scott? Um, I, to add to the traffic side of things, uh, sorry if I'm cutting you off. Is Sam back? No, you're good. Okay. Um, so on to, you know, kind of touch on Sam's points there with the traffic too. I've found in a lot of cases that a lot of 
uh, entrepreneurs, uh, especially young ones, always want like more, like, oh, I need more traffic, I need more fun. Mm -hmm. Like when they haven't even really satisfied the audiences that are already viewing their stuff, right? So if you That's already have, point. you know, 100 to 500 people a month, which is, you know, very small level starting, you know, level, um, and you have like a 50 to 90% bounce rate, then why are you yeah. trying to get more people to come to your site <laughs> when people are telling you they're That's not going right? So like until you can until right. you can satisfy an audience at a you know right. yeah an honestly bottom line profitable level then don't look for more traffic you know find where find where you're good at serving your audience and then grow from there. That's a great point because you're wasting yep. the traffic anyway if you don't have all your other stuff together. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great mm -hmm. point. All right, hey, uh, I don't want to dive down the hole too much. I think we covered a lot of good stuff. Uh, we'll turn it over to the bullpen now to see if we have any questions. Do you guys see the the questions tab up there or no? Is that just? Oh yeah. Do you guys see the questions tab or no? I, I see it. I just got to click on it. Okay. I don't Can see Blab anything. Can Blab be privately but I'm on my phone. broadcasted or is it always public? I believe right now it's always public. In the future, they might have a a private feature it might be you know a, an upsell or a business account or something but right now it's private uh i'm very new to this but it is too early to but it is too early to establish thank you for asking that cameron um we have a question from jay brent teton i'm very new to this but is it too early to establish my brand on blab if i don't have content to sell yet join late sorry if this is a repeat did you see that, Derek? You want to take that one? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think that there's a couple of different levels of that question. First of all, I don't know how effective it would be to just establish a brand on Blab. I'm not enough, you know, a correlator with sure. this platform to stand behind that. Um, but I know anytime somebody starts a question or asks a question, is it too late? Is it too early? The answer is always going to be no. Um, because I, in all reality, there's there's something <laughs> there's something that works for you, for your brand, for that audience, for that niche or that niche, um, that business. So, like, it, the the answer to the question is no. If you don't have content to sell, um, you can still establish a brand presence before creating that product, and you can also do like uh, things to generate leads. Like, you know, if you know, one way you can expand content, like we were talking about earlier, creating eight pieces of content out of one. One of the ways create some white people papers, ebooks, something that generates leads. And even, you know, some of the bigger platforms are starting to realize like Facebook that generating leads needs to be a lot more of like a, uh, a congruent process. Mm -hmm. you know? So like rather than, I think that literally just like today or yesterday, they came out with like uh, lead generation ads where essentially yeah. instead of, yeah, lead ads. So instead of leaving the platform, you can click download or buy now. It opens up a form right there on Facebook, creates a, you know, a more, I guess, uh, enjoyable user experience and then you get leads faster. It's still developing, but you know, even the big brands are realizing that that's important. So no, it's not too late. And, uh, I would say generate some leads before you have something to sell. That's awesome. Scott, do you want to dive into a little bit of the, what the lead is all about just for the listener? And then we'll see if we have any more questions before we wrap it up here. Sure. It's just, it's just, um, if you're familiar with any of the landing page software, click funnels, lead pages, any of those, normally when you have run an ad on Facebook, you click the, somebody will click the ad and then they will go off of Facebook to then, and then they have to manually 
I know it's so much work to type in your password and name, but you have to manually type that stuff in, click submit, and then you have to get yourself back to Facebook. And of course, Facebook wants you on Facebook. So like, like Derek was saying, what they've done is when, when you say, yes, I want more information on that button, a new window pops up and it automatically, um, automatically uh, populates with your name and your email, and then you hit submit. And I, th I think there's right beyond that, there's another, like, do you, are you sure you want to do this? But basically you never leave Facebook to do that submit. So as a, as a marketer trying to get emails, I mean, it just, it just simplifies and speeds the process. And on top of that, um, the speed is important too, because, you know, you guys have probably heard the numbers where like an extra second, uh, time when a page loads you lose another 10 percent or something like that of your your customers so when it when it comes on fast you, you know people are more likely to give you their email so. yeah that's awesome now are is that uh that's through facebook advertising and can you just touch on the cost on 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 uh like how the cost is if someone's just getting started with that and what they can expect i i don't know yet uh, I think like, it's good. The best resource for that uh, would be John Loomer. Uh, so if you go yeah. to johnloomer.com, J-O-N-L-O-O-M-E-R, he just posted a blog about that. And I, he got it like a week before it was made to the public. So he has like a case study of what he spent and how it affected his. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. the other thing is you can only use it in Power Editor right now. Okay. Good. So, Thanks for sharing that resource, Derek. We'll get it in the Blab bullpen. Scott, that was awesome. Sam, you have anything about that, or do you have any uh, experience with it yet? No, I no, I don't. Uh, touching on I the, the time, like, like there's a new language coming out, new coding language. I forgot what it was called, but they're working on uh, decreasing load speed because, like Scott said, for every Amp. second that it takes, it's um. Do you know what it's called? Amp with Google. Is it Google's? I think it's React or something. Uh, I think it's React. It's enough. Google's. Yeah. You might, you might have it right. I'm not sure what it is, but yeah, it's supposed to help with, it's like the next language coming out. Um, I'm coding with blocks of veteran scholarship right now. So, uh, I get, you know, some of the developers are talking about it, which by the way, coding, whew, tough. <laughs> I can't wait till it's over. I cannot wait till coding is over with. It has caused me a lot of stress and a lot of, you know what it's, I mean, it was $11,000 scholarship. So I really feel, yeah, I really feel that. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And I think we talked about it when we were down in San Antonio about how important it is to, you know, at least have an understanding of, you know, some sort of language base. Therefore, you know, when you're thinking about logic sure. schemes, you've got a framework to explain it. Um, especially, you know, if you have to be a liaison sure. between, a creative mindset and a, and a lot of you know, a, lot a lot of reading that for, I did with entrepreneurs a is a lot of there. them uh, they uh, often were beating themselves up by not learning code you know when they're 40 or 50 a lot of regrets that they had is that they never learned code but I can tell you right now that I uh, <laughs> I cannot wait till it's finished uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm really I'm, I'm like really dragging my feet and, and I'm a little bit behind the curriculum and I'm just really dragging my feet on it and because I know like that's not my passion uh, so I'm really just trying to fit you know finish the course and be like hey that was awesome it was a uh, Scott Fussell at command your business shared it in one of the one of the Facebook groups that we're a part of, and I wound up winning that scholarship. 
Uh, so I love Scott. Thank you. But I can't wait to be done with it. <laughs> um, all right. We got some more questions here. We're going to finish up here, guys. Thanks for your time. We're going to, we're wrapping up here to an hour. I want these shows to be, uh, you know, an hour. We're going to hit for that time. Um, let's see if we got another question. Does it, does it bother you as well that the subscribe feature on Blab doesn't really have any function other than sending a replay? I wish it would send subscribers a reminder of the Blab that they have signed up for. It does. So if someone, if someone follows uh, uh, my handle, then they'll, they'll get a push notification unless you uncheck that setting in the profile, you'll get a push notification that I started a Blab. So that's the benefit of subscribing and following. And that's why the week prior to this, Scott and I tried to get the word out and push this link because if they have this link, then they can follow and they'll get a push notification that, and right before I started there, uh, a, a pop-up comes up. Do you want to notify the people that are following you that you're in the blab? So I had like a hundred something people. So if I click that button, then all those people get a push notification. Does that make sense? Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Hey, so we'll do the, if you guys, you guys have any save rounds before we wrap it up here. You know, one thing I wanted to mention that uh, I think is just really invaluable and has been a great tool um, and is highly underrated is connecting with people on LinkedIn that are influencers and asking them to help. Uh, you'd be surprised. There are so many folks out there who are major influencers in whatever community you're trying to reach into that are willing to help spread the word and uh, drive traffic to your site or whatever your product is or whatever you're doing. Um, and it's something that, you know, we've found pretty successful here at Sandbox with, uh, you know, driving the recruiting community. It, uh, and I, I just, I can't speak for LinkedIn enough. I think it's just a great tool, um, especially sure. when you use it for That's awesome. uh, mentorship, Thanks, which, uh, which it works really well for. All right. Hey, so in the contest, we'll, we'll wrap it up with the contest giveaway right here live. Boom. I'm not sure. Sam, you asked a question. Did you guys ask a question? <laughs> All right, here we go. We're going to finish it up here. And this is for, this is going to be for, forgot to share with you guys, but this is going to be for copy of Unbroken here. So I'm not sure if you guys seen it. It's a brand new copy of Unbroken, the story of Louis Zamperini. It's a phenomenal story. It was recommended to me by my battalion commander. And uh, it's a phenomenal, you can check out the audio book, which is even better, um, directed mm -hmm. by uh, Angelina Jolie. It's a great story. I love it. It's from <laughs> I the actually author. Got, I got Lord. to meet him. Oh, before really? he died? Before he passed away? Yeah. Yeah, he was, he was visiting in my hometown to tell a story, and he got sick. And um, so I said, screw this. I'm going to go over to the hospital. So I went over to the hospital. Nice. And, uh, wow. Uh, yeah. And I got to sit down with him for about five minutes. And, you know, although he was, you know, maybe 100 pounds soaking wet, you looked into his eyes and you could see the lion. I mean, very few times in my life have I seen such unbelievable power come out of someone's eyes. I mean, it, it was, he, he's, a, he's an unbelievable human being. Wow. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So, yeah, this is, this is, I mean, it's not signed by him. That would be cool. 
Um, but it's uh, we're going to give away a free book. I'm going to pick this name right here. We got Jay Brent Eaton. So Jay Brent Eaton, we'll get in touch with you offline. I don't know if you can see that. So, all right, you'll get the copy of Unbroken. Thank, thanks, guys, for asking a question. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and before we get going, uh, we'll have 303 uh, traffic sources. Scott, if you want to take away that offer, because we'll have it in the bullpen if you just want to share about it. Yeah, it's just, it's simply a, an Excel spreadsheet and it's got 303 uh, uh, traffic sources. And, you know, even in, in as in-depth as we kind of went today, we only hit like, what, 10 maybe, if that. Yeah, good point. And, and there's so many more out there that you can look at and experiment with, so. All right, so that'll be in the bullpen. It'll be the traffic sources. You can click that and join the Clickology Facebook group with veteran entrepreneurs and marketers. And then there's also the link to sandbox.us, Military Life Simplified. You can download and check out the Sandbox app. So that's about all I got for you gentlemen. It is now time for you to pop smoke and get out of here. If you wanna stick on, I'm gonna, I don't, it, we don't have any questions here, but I mean, I don't wanna hold up any more of your time. It's, it's now time for you to pop smoke and get out of here. Nope, good chat. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. Yeah. All right, guys. Matt, thanks, hey, thanks. God, Derek, Sam, Derek. Great to be with you guys. Take care, guys. Later, gents.